Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, everybody. This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. Uh, you're about to hear our historic 99th episode with two of my favorites. I've got one of the finest writers, maybe of all time, Charles Dickens, and wrestling phenom, eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. This is one of my favorite episodes of all time. And you're going to want to be sure to check back in next week. We got our very special 100th episode where we are bringing back some of our favorites from shows past. It is the very first ever Famous Dead People reunion show for our 100th. It was super fun, extremely silly. You're going to want to check that out to be sure. Uh, Before we get to this episode, don't forget you can check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review and subscribe and leave a comment. And check out jarrettbarenstein.com. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Andre the Giant and Charles Dickens only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous dead people, the people you know. Famous dead people, famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear more from me than though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 19th century English writer and social critic, famous for such works as David Copperfield and Great Expectations, Charles Dickens. Ho ho ho! And French professional wrestler and actor, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre Rusimov, a.k.a. Andre the Giant. Hello, Jared. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, Andre the Giant, Mr. Dickens, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Holy hell, Jared. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Let's start off with uh, Charles Dickens. Um, You are widely regarded as... Uh, the greatest novelist of the Victorian era. Mm. Uh, and many have said that your novels are, among other things, works of social commentary, a lot of criticizing poverty, uh, social oh. stratifications. <laughs> it uh-huh. seems as though this may have come from the fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it may have seemed like this this uh, hatred of of poverty and, and social stratification came from mm-hmm. the fact that you were, you had this idyllic childhood, but then you were thrust into poverty yes. uh, when you were like 12 years old. You had to work in a factory, right? I did. Yeah. Oh, but there's more I've seen. More that you've seen. You're talking about besides having to work in the factory. Yes. Did you know, oh, in my time, the rich would take poor people and burn them up and eat their dust. They would, oh, I'm sorry. God almighty. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, God. True. This sounds oh, really that weird. Sounds terrible. It's just like, why would you, it, I thought you were going to burn them and eat their, eat their flesh. They, bur- they eat something. them after oh, they burn them? They would eat the, the, the powder? They, they Andre, would... <laughs> brace yourself. Oh, I'm, I went Jared, on a I'm ghost, scared. I went on a ghost tour and they told me that this was happening in my time and it was wild wait wait so you didn't know this until you went on a ghost tour no and somebody told you about this on the ghost tour oh it was the loveliest trolley with little curtains and dangly what are those called little what like dangly bells or little curtains or Uh, no (laughs) but anyway Google. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, dangler things, Jared. Oh, yeah, okay. they coming under mine. If you know, are they decorative? In. Are they decorative? Yes, are they... on the curtain, on the bottom of the curtain. Oh, the like little um, little oh, knots, yeah, little, little tassels. 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 There we go. Oh, thank oh, you. Well, let me yeah. clear up one thing. So you're saying that you went on a ghost tour. This is when you were originally live, or now that you're back? I'm back. Now, now that you're back, you yeah. went on a ghost tour, uh-huh. and the person giving you the ghost tour said that this was something that was happening yes. while you were alive, but you had no idea. Truthfully, it was happening like next door to me. I had no fucking idea. Wow. They were taking the poor and burning them up and eating them. And eating the dust. Oh, God. Eating the dust. But there's a twist, and then I'll <laughs> sit back and let Andre shine. But no, what no. happened was the, the wealthy would, they would, they would buy mummy bodies from the Egypt times, burn them, burn up the body. They'd have a mummy party, eat oh. their dust to get, to fight, get, build up the antibodies. But when they ran out of mummies, they just burned poor people. It's true. That is the weirdest thing oh, I think God I've ever almighty. heard. What a horror show. I didn't I realize that rich people loved eating dust so much. Uh, oh, God. Well, it was the just... dust of the dead. 
the dust of the dead, of course. Yes. So they were so they were eating mummy dust. Uh-huh. And then when they ran out of mummies to eat, they started burning the poor yes. and eating that dust instead. Oh, had I known the stories I could have written. If you if only you've been able to include that yeah. in there. It really sounds fantastic. Okay. Um, but I did that re- sounds fantastic, Jen. <laughs> you know what I mean, what are you talking about? That sounds fantastic. It not, sounds horrible. Not fantastic, like positive. Good I mean, God Almighty, Jared! I mean, like you fa- want to burn poor people alive <laughs> and eat them? I obviously don't want that. I'm saying it's fantastic. Jesus it's like, Christ Almighty! Think Jared. Of how much more fun Oliver Twist would have been. I mean, Oliver Twist is pretty fun already. So. Uh, what the hell are you talking about, Jared? It's not fun it? at all. Oliver Twist is a fantastic book. It is incredible. It's just so good, uh, you know? does it hold up today? I think so. But I wanted to ask you about, so your father goes to debtor's prison. Yes. Uh, you're forced to work in a factory when you're 12. You're uh, putting labels on jars of shoe shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read on the, on the Wikipedia that at one point they move you to a different factory where there's a window so people could come and watch all the poor children working in this factory. Yes. And you said that that was even worse than uh, just doing it regularly. I want to say I read that part too. You, and, you read your own Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And ooh, <laughs> that part was bad. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. It's like, it's like those Poor windows in Amsterdam, you know? Mm, yes. That's what it felt like. It, you felt you felt like you were being prostituted. Like, it's bad enough that I have to work in this factory, but you're, like, delighting in my misery, yeah. people, for your entertainment. And to be fair, those I those ladies are wonderful and hardworking and... Mm. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hear, hear. Yes, they are. Hear, hear. Uh, but I'm glad that all three of us are very sex positive and sex worker positive here in this room. Completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it, yeah, but it was awful. It was all pe- well. What have we learned? It's really just like rich people equal bad. Rich people equal bad. Uh-huh. I think that it's a statement that is as true in your day as it is today. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and speaking of, uh, uh, we will get to the uh, wealthy people that sort of defined your career, Andre the Giant, like uh-huh, Vince yeah, McMahon, ahead, and other Jared. and other promoters. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, but I'm... let's let's uh, talk first about your early life. Uh-huh, uh, okay. So you were obviously famous in wrestling and as an actor for, for how enormous of a person you were. Thank you, yes. Uh, and I read that this is something that you were dealing with from a very young age, uh-huh, whereas yeah. uh, Charles Dickens was working in a factory at 12. Uh-huh, By yeah. the time that you were 12, you were already six foot three and 200 pounds. <gasps> I was a big boy, You were Jared. a very big boy and a big, and you grew up into a big man. Into Thank a very you, big Jared. <laughs> Thank you so much. Incredible. Thank you. What's Fantastic. the question? Yes, I was big as a little boy. So the question is, I, I, I was very know, big. That must have been a very maturing experience where you're walking around. Oh yeah. At well, 12. I, was, I was hanging out with adults when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old. Was that everybody thought I was an adult and they'd bring me into bars and I'd they drink, would bring you into I'd bars. I drink big beers, big chunks <laughs> oh. of wine. People would offer me drugs, and I'd do them. Really? Yeah, I'd do them, yeah. I held down two jobs when I was 12. When you were yeah, 12 for years sure. old? Yeah, yeah. Wow. People let me drive cars, planes, all the stuff. Because I was a regular <laughs> I was a regular sized person. Sorry, they let By you... the time I was, I was 11, 12. Sure, I was driving planes, planes. trains, automobiles. I can empathize. I would go out to Chinese restaurants with my mom. <laughs> when, when and you were friends. when you were twelve years old, yes. They, well, they're vastly different experiences, uh, you know, because you were, I'm assuming, a regular sized and looking normal twelve year old. Were you not, Charles Dickens? Oh, I forgot. Yes, <laughs> I was. Well, they don't let you into Chinese restaurants unless you're a certain size, Jared. I don't oh, know. Do I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I, did, I did not. Most know people, that. you have to hit the roller coaster height to uh, to get into Charlie's restaurants. You've been to a Chinese restaurant in your life. I've been to a Chinese restaurant. Yes, Jared. Have you been to a Chinese restaurant? I have. A, I've been to many Chinese. How many times have you been to a Chinese How restaurant? How many times have you been to? A if Chinese I had to guess, the ballpark. 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 Specific number. I'd probably say I've been like a couple of hundred Ma- times <gasps> to, wow. uh, to uh, Chinese wow. restaurants. Yeah. Wow. You know, I obsessed love, with Chinese restaurants. I would say I'm obsessed. I think it's normal amount of My times to go to a Chinese restaurant. With Chinese restaurants. Really? Your mother, even though you were growing up in poverty, your father. Was in debtor's prison. Mm-hmm. You were being uh, raised by fr- 
friends and family. Oh, Your yes. mother was still found the time and money to take you to Chinese restaurants. It's where we went to pretend like everything was wonderful. Oh, yes. Because yeah. they really are magical places, Chinese they restaurants. They really are, Jared, because there's <laughs> steam everywhere. Yes, it's the tea. It's so steamy and it's so hot and comfortable all the time. <laughs> oh, Have you ever been to Benihana? Jesus Christ I almighty. Love, I, I, go, love... I go to Benihana uh, 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 when they make... when That's they... Japanese. <laughs> Benihana That's, is well, a Japanese restaurant. No, I, no I'm right. I think I'm right. <laughs> And I, I go to Benihana sometimes, and oh my God, when they put the uh, spatula underneath the fried rice and make it look like it has a heartbeat, mm. Jesus Christ that is, Almighty, that is that's one of the coolest things I've ever that seen. That is pretty dope. And I've seen a lot of things. I choke slammed Hulk Hogan in yeah. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that's true. And that wasn't as cool as when the fried rice had a heartbeat. You think that the antics of the people that cook in front of you at Benihana is more entertaining and more impressive? They're flipping shrimp into their hats, Jared. Than when you choke slammed Hulk Hogan in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, who the hell hasn't choke slammed Hulk Hogan in Madison Square Garden in WrestleMania One? You yeah, know of that's, that's that's fair. I have I have definitely at one point in my life choke slammed uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> so I should not be throwing shade here. The Hulkster. But this is what I wanted to ask you about. So, Go um, ahead. you know, you were kind of like cheated out of a normal childhood then, right? Because oh, yeah. as a twelve-year-old, people just like see you on the street and they're like, "You're big, you're large. Come, yeah, come party come, with us. Come party with me now. Yeah, fly yeah. this plane, drive this train." Yeah, well. Well, I mean, you know, I didn't miss it, Jared, you know, because kids, you know, you can't do anything. You can't, like, you know, you can't choke slam Hulk Hogan. You can't <laughs> give the boot to the Undertaker when you you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can't do can't LSD. Yeah, you can't do LSD. Did you have people that you grew up with who, who like, would try to tag along with you when you were having all these adult adventures at 12? People would uh, grab onto my arms and legs all the time while I would walk to places <gasps> and stuff. Wait, you're saying just like regular people? Regular I- people in on the street uh, would just kind of grab onto my ankles and, and they'd be like... Uh, they go, Andre, and I go, Who who's talking to me? And they go, down here. And I go, okay, I look down, and they go, where are you going? I go, well, I'm going to town. And they go, can I just hop on your back really quick? And I go, hey, man, if you were doing it before, I wasn't really feeling it, so yeah, go ahead, I guess. Was there ever a case where, like, you walked <laughs> Charles Dickens? <laughs> Goodness. It smells like LSD in here now. <laughs> oh, no. Doing, Jesus Christ. You filled up on Sorry. LSD. If no room for dessert. No, it's like only LSD smart in Chinese food. for me. I see. Uh, was there ever a time when somebody like latched onto you and you didn't realize you'd already walked like miles? And oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Years and years, Jared. Years people, have been, people have been living in my houses on top of me for years. Man. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Regular-sized people. Of course, regular-sized people. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio for Brooklyn, and my guest today are uh, French professional wrestlers and actor Andre the Giant. Thank you so much for having me, Jerry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and 19th century English writer and social critic Charles Darwin. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> oh, uh, Charles Darwin, a little Christmas obsessed. I wanted to ask Darwin? you about some of your... Darwin? Uh, Who the hell? Charles Dickens. You Darwin's not in here, I will here. make that... I promise you I will make that mistake that a hundred, a lot, dude? A hundred yes. more times on this episode. Oh. Uh, so when you He's were in your... crumbling. <laughs> In your early 20s, uh, Charles Dickens, you worked as a journalist. Don't you want to know if people grabbed my arms and legs? I don't, but... To go to town? It really seems like a specific thing to somebody who's particularly large, like Andre the Giant. How dare you, Jared? (laughs) How dare you? Okay, Charles Dickens Uh did, similar to Andre the Giant, did people ever grab onto your limbs and ride you into town? (sighs) No. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought, Charles Dickens. Oh, oh, it's not the answer. It's the I'm, point that you asked. I'm Jared. so glad that you could be included. It's treating everyone yes. the same. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll try to field more of Charles Dickens' questions back to you also, Andre. I, I want this to be fair. I want this to be a fair fun. interview. It's just fun. Oh, but light gray wet rats did run across my feet when I'd go to town. Mm, of course. That, that's just like classic uh, Dickensian poverty right uh-huh. there. Uh, so when you were in your early 20s, you worked mm. as a journalist, uh, often covering political events. Uh, and while you were doing this, you wrote under the pseudonym Boz, uh, which according to the Wikipedia was your youngest brother's nickname. Is that right? Yes. So you adopted your younger youngest brother's nickname Boz for when you were doing journalism. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I want to know was, first of all, why did you feel like it was necessary to adopt a pseudonym at all? And second, uh, why particularly did you decide to steal your youngest brother Augustus's nickname for this? Why didn't you just come up with your own pseudonym? Of course. Well, mm. 
I was. Have you seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? I have seen a Muppet Christmas yeah, Carol. It's a you great know, movie. Do you know the scraggliest mouth or the scraggliest character, the wibbly wobbly scriggly one? That's I, I think I know wet. what you're talking about. I think I do too. <laughs> that's how I have always seen myself, and so hmm. I wanted to be cooler and. There's nobody cooler than Boz. Than than your youngest brother Augustus, yes. aka Boz. He didn't have the brains, but he had that stage presence. He had he had charisma. Yes. I didn't realize this. So when you were growing up, was there like a weird dynamic? Like your younger brother was cooler than you, even though he was younger than you? Yes. Oh, oh wow. The younger one is always the cooler one. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen. I've definitely seen like you know. Uh, no, uh, that's true, Jared. Because oh, really? the older one, because the oldest one in the family. You Usually gets most of the parenting and turns out to be, you know, uh, sort of sour towards yes. the world. The middle one always wants attention. Young one gets whatever it wants. So you know what? the young one's Haven't easier. Haven't you seen A Star Is Born? <laughs> I oh, not seen poor, a star poor is born. Bradley. Oh. I well, I was the middle child, and I think that growing yeah. up, I was less cool than my older brother. Who, um, you know, maybe that's just because I was a middle child. Maybe right. there'd only been two of us. Right. I would have yeah. been the cool one. You know, but also my dad was the oldest and he was significantly cooler than his brother, uh-huh. my uncle Ricky. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So, oh, I like wish I said, Ricky I was here right now. <laughs> and he could he could hear me calling him less cool than my dad. I don't think that he'd be offended by that. It's my dad after all. Uh, so anyways, so oh, right. you're like, I want to be cool mm-hmm. like, like Augustus. Boz. So I'm going to use the name Boz. Yes. And you saying that you use the pseudonym just because you want to do. Try to start like a appearing cooler. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Much in the same as Stephanie became Lady Gaga. Oh, that's right. How oh. did no one know where I was going with that? <laughs> I figured. Oh. Uh, so you did switch back to Charles Dickens for when you started writing fiction, right? Yes. Once I got my sea legs about me and mm-hmm. believed in myself more or less, then I went back to Charles. Well, what were the what were the things that changed about you? Where you were like, now I'm sig- now I'm sufficiently cool. I can just go back to my regular name of Charles Dickens. Of course. Well. Lots of things. I had my first kiss. All right. Ooh. That's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. How is who's how's that? <laughs> oh, it, it was it was great. I told my parents a lie so they would go and buy me binder paper and leave the house. Okay. And so I could be alone and then invite the boy I had a crush on to my front door. Wait, I'm sorry. So right. you told Let your talk. parents talk. to go out and buy you binder paper. Uh-huh. Gotcha. And so I just want to... Not at Staples, for that did not exist. Of course then. that did not yeah. exist. So both your parents uh-huh. are going on this errand, even though this is a one-parent errand at best. Oh, but I... I, I was determined to get that smooch. So I <laughs> had good, to, yeah. I had to find a way to get them out of the house. I told them it was going to take two to do this task. And Okay, and they believed you, of uh-huh. course. Uh, and I should mention that okay. we're, we're talking about when you were in your early 20s, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, so you were in Better your early... Better late than never, <laughs> I Tina Fey, <laughs> Tina Fey talked about it in... Bossy pants. No, no, I'm not saying that you were she... a late bloomer. I just think it's interesting. I, I want to make sure that everybody has the appropriate picture in mind oh, of a 20 year old oh, Charles oh, Dickens oh. living with his parents, uh-huh. asking them to go get him binder paper, yeah. and saying, You both have to go do this. Yes. They yes. both go, and then a boy comes over uh-huh. and gives you your first kiss, Charles Dickens. And I'm, yes, and I met him in tap dancing class. <laughs> His mom was my teacher. Oh, it was complicated, Jared. I can see that, and I'm sure that tap dancing was good. part of the part of the uh, uh, lexicon of things that you were doing to become cooler, to become anything the to boss. be like Boz. I see. Uh, now, for tap dancer, I'm did sure. Did you tap dance, Andre? Andre the Giant. Uh, I took. I actually uh, did take a tap dancing class, but I made the mistake mm. of uh, tap dancing on the top floor of this building, and I ended, up, I ended up. I ended up crashing through most Ooh. of the floors all the way to the basement. Ooh, that so is I didn't tragic. really do it again. Um, I do. I mean, uh, hey, I have a lot of experience kissing. You know, if, uh, I would actually like to know how how the kiss was. <laughs> yeah, how was the kiss, Charles Dickens? For the first time. First kiss. I will say, I've never answered this question I'm before. sure you've been asked a thousand times yeah. about your first kiss, Charles Dickens, <laughs> and this is the first time that you're revealing this information. Did you go in for it or did they go in for it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I let him go in for it. <laughs> That's good. You want to keep your... You invited him over and then waited for him to kiss it? That's great. You I... have to make them work for it, Andre. <laughs> 
why I learned why, that the hard way. Yeah. The I learned that the hard way. I, I I always go go in too hard, too hard, too <laughs> really? tough. Yeah, I always I'm always crashing through uh, floors and stuff like that. And people <laughs> and people th and people are like, oh, I gotta go away from this guy. This guy's gonna fucking kill all of us. And then you know you know and then it's you know I'm sleeping alone in a pool oh. again. You know. Mm. You get it. You get it. <laughs> In oh. a pool, of course. Yeah, do you remember your first kiss onto the giant? I want to be Jesus fair. Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. I was uh, seven years old, actually, because at what? the time I looked 31. Oh. <laughs> because of how enormous you were. Because of, of how enormous I was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, I uh, I had just got into a, a tavern. These local townspeople had mm. uh, begged me to save them from uh, an evil monster that was uh, <laughs> attacking their town. <laughs> okay. and wow. And they were this like, is you're in the an countryside adult. near the French Alps. You're an adult. Come help us. Right. You're an adult. You seem bigger than all of us. And, uh, and you know, and so I, you know, I go into this deep, dark cave and I, uh, and I choke slam this Leviathan oh. that, that, that was in there. I kill it, save the town. And they make me, you know, they build a statue in my honor. Right. And then uh, oh. some lucky. Jesus, Charles Dickens. Oh. Sorry. Andre the Giant is telling us the story of his it's first just, kiss. I know, but I'm so excited. It's just, <laughs> anyway, Sesame go on. Chicken just sprayed all over me and Jared. Yes. You guys can't see this, but uh, I'm, oh, but I'm I wish you could. Covered <laughs> it, head to toe. It is beautiful, sweet and sour, and it is no small task because of how big Andre the Giant yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time it's happened. Anyway, so yeah, they, so they erect a big statue of me and. Uh, and then, the, you know, this, uh, the the youngest lass in town, you know, uh, thought I was some sort of demigod. And so she, oh. you know, gave herself um, over to me. And 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 you know what? Uh, I took uh, I didn't I didn't know. I'm this is my first time meeting uh, you, uh, yes. Charles, here today. But uh -huh. I in a way I did take your uh, uh, advice because, mm. um, you know, I, after I had choke slammed the Leviathan, I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait in the in the yes. in the cave. I'm gonna oh, wait oh. in there, and if if somebody wants to congratulate me and do something for me, that, <laughs> they then they can come, come to me. You. They can come to me. You know where I? I've done enough. It's important. I killed, I think, something from a different dimension or something. Yes. It's important that you set boundaries for yourself, Andre the Giant. You know, it is important, Jared. And mm -hmm. so I'm in. Uh, you know, I I light myself a big fire in the cave, and 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 the prettiest young lass of the town came up and and uh, climbed on my chest, and uh, you wow. know. Sat, mm -hmm. sat on my face for a little while, and then and then and then, and then we kissed. You know? my, my, my. Wow, you're really jumping to third base there. That is uh, <laughs> she, no, she jumped into third base. She jumped. She third jumped base. into third what base. What the hell's a home run, Jared? What's up? That well, yeah, that's your sex, book. obviously. Oh right. I view oral as being on the way to sex. I don't oh. think that like oral sex is like is like kinkier or weirder than sex. I think that that's right. part of the natural okay. progression to getting there. What about mm. ass eating, Jared? Huh? <laughs> What do you yes. think? As eating, I you would mix say it all together. Or is it on the sex. way? That's a, that's a triple <laughs> double. <laughs> is it on the road or? Uh, it's um, you it's know, it's a home game. I think uh, I think if let's say you get you don't play away. You yeah. get to Tallahassee a day early. You want to take a day trip somewhere. That's that's what uh -huh. ass eating is. Uh -huh. uh, anyways, so sure, Andre yeah. the Giants. Uh -huh. uh, you dropped out of high school uh -huh. to work on your father's farm. Uh -huh. Had to, uh, yeah. for which, of course, your size you had an incredible advantage. Uh -huh, yeah. uh, they said that you could do the work of three men uh -huh, on yeah. this farm. Uh, you also apprenticed as a woodworker, uh -huh, yeah. and uh, you worked in a factory. But uh -huh, yeah. according to the Wikipedia, none of these occupations brought you any satisfaction. No. Uh, and uh, of no. course, you eventually go on to use your size as a wrestler. But I have to imagine that. Someone as large as you, you know, like uh -huh, trying to figure yeah. out what to do. You're trying all these different occupations. People must have just come, been coming up to you all the time and been like, oh, you're so huge. You should right, do this. Yeah. You should do that. You right, know? Yeah, was that yeah. a common experience for you? All the goddamn time, Jared. Mm. It was, if it wasn't pick up this cow, it was build my barn. If it wasn't, you know, build my barn, it was knock build out. Build my bar? Build my bar. Oh. Build my barn. Yeah, oh, build oh, any oh. kind build, of structure, I'm sure. It's been both. For me, it's been both. And, mm. um, right. But most of the time, the way it parlayed, into wrestling was, you know, first it was, you know, can you uh, find water by punching the ground for me? <laughs> and then it, that turned into, hey, you know, my, uh, my, my boyfriend's a real headache. Do you mind, uh, you know, tuning him up real quick, you know? Ooh, and for the right people that I, you know, like to have around, I would tune up their boyfriends for them. You know, I didn't see this anywhere on your Wikipedia. It uh -huh, makes yeah. so much sense that someone would try to... 
uh, take advantage of your size and use you as like a thug uh-huh, for hire. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh, but it's yeah. not on Wikipedia. You're saying that you definitely did this, though. This all is part time, of your life. All the time. I'm oh, responsible wow. for many deaths. For many, many, many early deaths in the French Alps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. but good deaths. Good deaths. Deaths, deaths that you want done. You know, we're not like, talking burning, uh, you know, poor people and, and eating their dust. We're talking, their about, dust. we're talking about, you know, wiping off some real, uh, some real toxic guys. Some yeah. real scumbags. Uh-huh, yeah, some real, SOBs. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, Going back to Benihana's for just a sec. Of course. I don't see why not. I love that place. Jesus. I mean, after oh, the yes. thing, we should go. I mean, I'm not saying... You know, I but would love Let's to. all three of us go to Benihana after this. Right. And all I don't right. want to, you know, no pressure, but I'd like that. That um, is... That's in the book. That's happening. That's okay, happening. Right. All right. So you're saying... Uh, Andre, have you ever seen when they steam the vegetables in the plastic and it balloons up and you think when uh-huh. they pop it, it's going to be a loud sound and then they pop it and it just deflates in a boring way? Uh-huh, yeah. I what? like I like that. That thrill of, <laughs> yeah. will it be a loud pop? Mm-hmm. And it's just a wisp of steam coming out of yeah, a tower of onions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Or when you do, do the choo-choo train? <laughs> when yeah. they do the choo-choo train, that's great. What's the choo-choo train? What are you talking the about? The choo-choo train. They make a volcano out of the onions, and then oh. they put them in a train, and then they do like a big a big stack of onions and a small one and a small one, so it looks like in front of a choo-choo train, the engine. Oh. And then they push it along, and they tap, and they make the top of it, uh, they wiggle the onion on the top of the, the, the front of the engine to make it steam, like, to make it look like, a you know, the steam at the engine of the choo-choo train. Okay. And they go, hey, check it out. And it's great. And then they pour sake in your mouth, Jared. That wow. sounds incredible. And I mean, we're going. We don't need to to to, uh, to sing the praises of Benihana any more than we already have. We're already going. We're He's already going. telling us we've exhausted the <laughs> Oh, but there, I have more for later. I'm sorry, uh, you had more things you wanted to add about Benihana, Charles Dickens? Well, I gotta... Later, later, later. Okay, that's It's important fine. to have a couple in the chamber, Jared, just yeah, in case. You, know? you, gotta have things, you gotta have things lined up just in case. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you're 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 doing hits for hire, bad people, SOBs, hits for hire, and, um... uh, and I have to ask Charles Dickens because you don't have another hissy fit. Did oh. you also tune okay, people well, up? That's, I mean, <laughs> Andre, did you get ever him, get did you ever beat anybody up for money, Charles Dickens? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know the answer. One to that. more of those, Jared, and you're gonna go through the roof. I promise. <laughs> oh, what a sight! Well, actually. Uh, yes, I was. Really? Paid. Charles Dickens? Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. Tell us about it. Tell us about one of these times when somebody paid you to beat somebody up. Well, one time late into the night, I was wearing that cute old man hat that that Scrooge wore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it of course. dangles uh-huh. down with a little ball. Oh, what's that little dangling like, like thing? A limp, the... Like a limp, like a dangle, you know, yes, like a, at the end of a little tassel. Little ha- oh, yes, tasselly <laughs> old man hat. And I had a little candle all melted down. I was writing, writing one of my tales. What did you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is about the time you someone paid you to right. beat somebody up. She's Charles painting Pagan. the picture, Jared. Yes, she is. <laughs> and then, she... Okay, and then, let her let her paint the picture. All right. And then someone tap tap tapped on my window. Now I thought it was a rat claw, but then I looked up and it was a person. And then that person, so I took my little old hands and I pushed the window open. And then they said, oh, hey, I I really don't like my boyfriend. Do something, <laughs> Charles, please. You're awake. Why not? And I was awake. So I took my cane and I went down. And the plan was to just, my dad always said, uh, any man is a knee breaker, meaning knees are knees. <laughs> if you go for no matter how big someone is, Andre, you know this. Oh, if too you well. go, if you go for the knees, you too take well. him down. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, uh, I went and I found the young man, and then I, I had this plan, but I couldn't get through the door, so I went back to sleep. Oh, I see. But I would have hit him in the knees. With you my would have. You got hired. Uh-huh. You didn't get that money then, of course, because you didn't kneecap this poor girl's boyfriend. No. How, uh, how old were you at the time? I'm just curious. Cause I want to put this in your timeline. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, of course, I was 68 years old. You're 68 years old. Uh-huh. I had read that you died in your 50s. That's incredible. You well, were 68 years old? Fake yes. news, Jared. You can't believe everything. <laughs> I guess that's that's just a, a, a inconsistency on the Wikipedia. It sure is. Change it now. Wow. Change it now. Didn't you think that that would have been weird? This guy, he's in a pub, because you were wildly popular. Uh-huh. This guy's in a bar, and you show up, and he's like, oh my God, it's Charles Dickens. Right. And then you kneecap him. Yes. Wow. I find that very bizarre. It's like I t- 
Tanya, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I swear to God, I just Wait. put that together. I also think it's weird for that girl to think, I need someone to beat my boyfriend up. I'm going to pick yeah. oh, celebrated no, you know cereal why? author. Well, who sees that coming, Jared? Exactly. <laughs> Are you serious? Fucking exactly. Everybody, I pray to God somebody would make that Thank connection you. in my town because everybody sees it coming with me. Oh, when right. you don't see it. It's like when I play Settlers of Catan with my friends. I hate that game. I can't wait to hear more about <laughs> the games of Settlers of Catan that you play with your friends, Charles Dickens. Oh, but unfortunately, oh. we got to take a short break. Okay, uh, well, we uh, will be right back with uh, Charles Dickens and Andre the Giant. We'll talk on, about I, Tanya too, I think, when we come back. And, and definitely Benny Hanna, because we definitely, there's more meat on that bone. Got two more things. We will be right back with Andre the Giant and Charles Dickens on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioForBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JaredBarrington.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash FamousDeadPeople and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only <laughs> show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 20th century French professional wrestler and actor, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre Rusimov, a.k.a. Andre the Giant. Hey, Jared, I'm having a great time. And 19th century English writer and social critic famous for such works as uh, A Christmas Carol, Great Expectations, uh, Nicholas Nickleby, Charles Dickens. (laughs) Season's greetings. (laughs) Very Christmas-obsessed Charles Dickens. Holly jolly, Jared. Holly jolly, indeed. Holly jolly to you and yours, Jared. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about, Charles Dickens, your early literary successes. Oh, yes. Uh, 1836, you write this thing called the Pickwick Papers, uh, which originally started because you were hired to write text for a series of, (laughs) quote, engraved illustrations uh, drawn by an artist named Robert Seymour. Is that right? Yeah. So so these engraved illustrations, I looked it up, and it seems as though it's sort of like um like an early version of a comic book almost. It's like mm-hmm. a picture of something, and then the text is like describing what's happening in that picture. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So can you tell us more about like this? Like I know what the eventual story of uh, the Pickbook Papers became. Right. Uh, but like what would, what would be an example of like a drawing that would be given to you and you would have to like write – like what was happening in the drawing. Oh, well, it's like that game kids play today where the drawing happens and then you write something and it's disconnected and then you just smash them together. So I would Hmm. actually write a bunch of things and then get the drawings and just match it up to what's best. I wasn't inspired by the art so much. Oh, wow. So anything that related to the actual picture, which is a coincidence. Yes. Oh, wow. The was, human mind makes the connections. It makes the connections. It's, it's, it feels a little bit like, um, uh, like uh, what's that game where you, you get the prompts and you're supposed right. to say something really messed up, you know, like... Uh, Quiplash. No, oh, oh, <laughs> not Quiplash. No, uh, Quiplash uh, works. Quiplash oh, works. shitty Apples Cards Against Humanity. Yes, that's the one. Cards Against Humanity. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. So it was sort of like a little Cards Against Humanity where it was exactly. like, here's a picture. Oh, it'd be really funny or interesting if we paired it with this exactly. little novella thing here. Yes. Oh. So I would write something and then I'd write something like, ho, 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 uh... Oh, I bought you this necklace. Hope it fits. Love, Boz. And then I would, you know, maybe the photo would, or the the picture would just be uh, like a, a bunny with a hat and maybe some little boots smoking a cig. And 
you know, it's a cool bunny, yeah. Your brain just makes the connection. It feels almost like a New Yorker cartoon, that one. Oh, you know, boo, it's a bunny. Boo, 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 it's a Yorker. bunny with a. Oh, you don't like the New Yorker, Charles Dickens? I don't like the New Yorker. Why don't you all? like the New Yorker? Oh, no. Everyone, close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> think, okay. Think so hard of the person that reads the New Yorker. All right. Okay, doing it. Yeah. And I'll say no more. <laughs> Person. Very vague. They're not what we call in my line of work mm-hmm. a good hang. I, I see. You don't want to go yeah. have a beer with them. I do not. Mm, I see. I picture WWE superstar IRS. Oh, IRS. Yeah, there was Who's an old IRS? there was an old wrestler that was a tax man, and he'd come in and say, "Everyone just got to pay their taxes." And, and everybody people would go, "Boo!" And yeah. he read the New Yorker. Yeah, he read the yeah. yeah. Did you ever fight IRS? I'm oh a... God, I tore him to pieces. <laughs> good. Okay, good. Oh God good. Almighty! I choke slammed him right through the goddamn ring, Jared. You oh wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Was he okay? No. <laughs> And I'm glad that he wasn't. Oh, wow. So was he, like, also a bad person just, like, in real life? Or was it he just was, his, oh, sorry. his character? Some, I, oh, some God. S- low main just shot into my mouth. Jesus. I got Let me a little, just get the low main up. I got a little teriyaki and onions over here on my shoulder. Wow. Everyone's guessing correctly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yes. you were saying. I mean, it's, like, it's in my mouth. You know? Yeah, it's easy to um, taste. Um, what was the question? Yeah, oh, I sent him straight to hell, Jared. Yeah, oh, wow. of course. Yeah, and everybody liked it. Yeah, most most arenas did. But he was bad on and off. Yeah, just a bad guy. He wasn't even a character. That was like who he was. He was. He actually worked for the IRS. You're saying? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So he's a, a thick, huge IRS worker. Barrel-chested like... IRS worker that wanted to make some extra money on the side doing professional wrestling. <laughs> oh. I don't see anything weird with that at all. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you begin your uh, wrestling career in Paris. Thank you. Uh, Me? You know, no, not you, oh, Charles Dickens. Sorry. Did you ever wrestle Charles Dickens? I'm just curious. Mm. Uh, you thinking about it? You, the, you know the answer is uh, no, Charles Dickens. You, oh, oh, <laughs> I, I, a little teeny tiny bit. All right, we're gonna hear about that as soon as we talk <laughs> later, to Under later. the Giant about him. I know. I know. Uh, there was a promoter. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, we can we can get into it. I mean, no, 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 There was a promoter who realized that you, with your enormous size, that wrestling might be a good oh, yeah. thing for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, so you yeah. start. Uh, wrestling there in France, but then you eventually yeah. move over to Japan uh-huh, yeah. in the 1970s, uh-huh, yeah. where you become the tag team champion yeah, uh-huh. alongside a man named Michael Nader. Is that right? Uh huh. Yeah, Michael Nader. Yeah, good Michael guy. Nader. Did he have a character? Or was he just like a wrestler named Michael Nader? He was a bum. He's a good guy, but he was a bum. He was he was another one of these people that grabbed onto my neck and followed me around wherever the hell I went. Really? Yeah. And so we coasted to multiple tag team championships together and. He would just never tag in. He sometimes he would just like kind of show up in like you know sweatpants, work clothes, stuff like that. Wow. I'd go in there, bang around uh, you know uh, the Dudley Boys or uh, mm-hmm. you know the Nasty Boys or uh, <laughs> Tango and Stink or so whoever the hell I had to fight in the I ring. I loved Tango and Stink. Oh, they yeah. were an incredible. Good duo. guys, good guys off the uh, off really the ring. Good yeah, guys. yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but I'd yeah I'd pretty much uh, just do all the work, and he'd sit there and. I gotta imagine. Take phone calls, hang out with chicks. Cling to the wall. Yeah, yeah. I gotta imagine that you're yeah. doing all the heavy lifting in these uh, in these uh-huh, tag yeah. team matches. Oh. Uh, so you then move to Canada. You begin uh-huh, wrestling yeah. there. Uh-huh. And after some initial success, the novelty of your size wears off and ticket sales start to wane. Yeah, which this was a is, shocker to me. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're a big dude, if you're a huge dude, yeah, that's yeah. never gonna get old. Like, uh-huh, looking yeah. at, like, look at the Grand Canyon is never going to get old. Yeah, you know? right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you eventually link up with Vic's Mc- Vince McMahon uh-huh, of yeah. the uh, WWF. Uh-huh, yeah. He helps you brand yourself more effectively. But yeah. before Vince came along, like, did you have any ideas about how you were going to keep your image fresh as a wrestler? Do any yeah. of the things that you tried to help ticket sales once just being enormous started to fade away? Yeah, I was going to start to actually go into the audience and start beating up real people that came to the, th- that came to the thing. Because I figure because... Do you need some water, Jared? No, I'm good. Thank you, Charles Dick. What, hey. what happened? <laughs> I think I just had a little uh, a little cough in my Take throat. Take some water. Don't be, don't be shy. Take some smart water. Don't be a Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be a Scrooge. Scrooge wasn't famous for not accepting the help of others. That... He accepted no what is help. The ghosts tried to help him out. Yeah. To you know straight, what? That's you know? fair. The That's first why he two died ghosts, alone. The first three ghosts... He did not accept the help from, but then finally the last ghost he did accept the help. Take some water. Okay, I'll I'll take some water. Thank you. This is delicious. So you were saying. Well, I was saying, yeah. So I started to go out into the audience and punch regular people that came out to the wrestling shows because... You know, uh, like I said in the town, uh, my one of my big draws was that, you know, uh, ding-dongs would always come up to me and try to fight me in real life, you know, and that was like a big, uh, you know, like when LeBron goes to play pickup, everybody wants to play LeBron because he's the biggest basketball player in the world. Mm-hmm. Playing, so 
you know, I, I can't, can't really go anywhere without someone challenging me to a death match, you know. So I have so much blood on my hands. So I thought, hey, well, I might as well take the fight to them, right? With so, you walking down the street, just, just you know, to some of the things that you said in this interview, oh, people yeah. would oh. invite you to come into bars and do drugs and drink and drive planes and trains and automobiles. Uh -huh, yeah. Additionally, people would just, like, grab onto you and ride you like a bus. Uh -huh, yeah. And additionally, other people would see you and want to challenge you to a fight so they could say they took down my the giant. God. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm surprised anybody did really anything that I wasn't at. Like, anything, <laughs> I go into towns and now everyone's having a fun time, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but I took it, I so I, I would leap into the audience, start cracking skulls and stuff like that, throwing chairs or whatever wow. like that. So I tried that. Try making myself look like, uh, you know, bigger and bigger things, you know, planets, moons, shit like that. Oh, so you know? first you were like Andre the Planet, Andre, yeah, the, Andre, moon. Andre the Moon, and people, okay. kick, and I, but the, you know, the sort of what, uh, you know, shot myself in the dick on that one because no one really believed I was Ouch. the moon because, you know, because the moon was out there, they could see. I, most of my fights were at night. But yeah, but then, but then Vince, Vince McMahon Wait, hold really. Second, hold on a second. So you're saying that the reason why that didn't work is because people would see you up there and they would go, "Wait a minute, like, wait a second, that's, that's not, not the, moon. the moon. The moon's up there. The moon's I can see there. the moon. Right. I can well, see the moon. It's nighttime. Maybe if you try to pull this shit during the daytime, yeah. I would have fallen for it. But I'm looking at the I'm moon right now. I'm looking at the moon right pal. there. That can't be the moon, buddy. With no, Jake thank the Snake you. Roberts, yeah. <laughs> no. So anyway, shot myself in the dick on that one. Learned it, but then. <laughs> But then Vince McMahon had just a great idea. He's like, what if you were a giant? And I was like, Jesus Christ, it's right there in front of me. <laughs> Such an idiot. God almighty. So, you know, yeah, it really works Sometimes out. you just miss the forest for the trees. You for, know? Yeah. I wish we could all have a Vince in our lives. Have uh, Vince McMahon yeah. in our lives? <laughs> well, if you knew more about Vince McMahon, I don't think that you would feel that way. Oh, it was a joke. A bit of a psychopath. My fans will know what I meant. <laughs> Will they? All the big Dickens heads out there? All the Dickheads, yeah. They're going to know. <laughs> Dickheads is way better, and I'm you ashamed know. of myself for not thinking of that. I've it was right there, man. It was right, right there. there yeah. I've yeah. been shot in the dick before, too. I'm sorry, Charles Dickens, you were shot in the dick. Yeah. You were shot in the dick, Charles Dickens. Yes, in the actual sense, not in the... Not in the like not figurative sense. Gotcha. Uh -huh. What? Tell us the story. How old were you? What were this? What was the situation? How did this happen? I was seventy-four years. Seventy-four old. years old, which mm -hmm. blows my mind. The Wikipedia was way off for your death year. Oh, then just interview the computer. <laughs> I was Good seventy-four point. years old. Okay, seventy-four. Uh -huh. All right. And I was walking down the street just. Just saying Merry Christmas to everyone I saw. I as believe I that. Do, Holly Jolly. Good. As mm -hmm. I do. What did you say? Holly Jolly. Oh, Holly good. Jolly. And yes. And uh, then all of a sudden I <laughs> felt, I felt an, uh, a bullet right in my junk. Oh my God. I oh know. God. And then there was a big scream. Everybody screamed and ran off. Mm -hmm. And then I was robbed. Oh. oh my God. Insult to injury. Of my gold. And then, uh, then someone helped wrap me up mm -hmm. to stop the bleeding, and then I just went back home and slept it off. And slept off the shot to the dick, yes. the bullet to the dick. The mind is a perfect computer, it is. <laughs> and it can help. My dad used to say this, <laughs> and it can help you overcome all pain. Well, don't yes. think about it. Every man's got knees, and the mind is a perfect computer. Those are yeah. two nuggets of wisdom from Charles Dickens' father. Yes. Did you ever find out who shot you, why they shot you? Uh, no. No, so it's a great Charles Dickens mystery. Oh, oh God. my goodness. We just know that it happens and that you slipped it off. Uh-huh. Wow, that's incredible. Oh, would it have been more fun if I'd known who shot me? <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be more interesting. Oh. Definitely, we could have filled out the world a little bit. But if you don't know There's Charles Dickens, if you don't know too. Charles Dickens, then you I don't know. I think it's know. better. There's I think it's better because nobody knows who shot Tupac, and that's cool. Thank you. No, they know who shot Tupac. Who no. shot Tupac? Well, Tupac's like, still alive, guys. Some... <laughs> Tupac's still alive. He and lives so in is Indonesia. Jackson. And so is my. He was at his own funeral at the Staples Center. I find that I don't think that's I true. I believe that. I don't. Think I think true. I believe that, Jerry. I think I know who it might have been who shot. Who me. shot you, Park? Oh, who no, shot you? No, no. Who do you think shot you, Charles Dickens, in the dick? I think it was Boz. You think it was your youngest brother, Whoa. Augustus Dickinson, aka Boz? I do because I think he was pissed that I had the. I had the talent, but not the charm. Oh, I and see. And he had the charm, but you know, not only, the talent. There's only so far that charm uh, will get you. You need that talent. I know. You really do. That's so true, Jared. Wow. Did you ever see any uh, uh, evidence that maybe like a, you know, uh, a smoking gun at his house when you go to visit? Or how did he react when he saw your shot dick? Was he like, you know, <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, God. How did that happen? Right. Oh, my. Well, I always wondered because one time at Christmas, 
who were both biting into the same chunk of Christmas goose and... <laughs> Holly jolly. <laughs> Just like Lady and the Tramp. The Chris? Yes, <laughs> Chris, her brother? That was her second on, kiss. On that was her second kiss. <laughs> Let me tell you. Sorry, my sorry, life. sorry, sorry. Uh, no, but when we both took a bite and looked at each other, he said, How's your dick? <laughs> and I said, Excuse me? And then he said, Oh, Merry Christmas and a happy good night or whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I didn't want to upset the other. The, the kids at the table, so I didn't ask if he said, how's your dick? I mm-hmm. just let it go. I see. You know, that that seems like a that's pretty a hard... That's a smoking gun. Yeah, yeah, that's a smoking gun to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have, a, I have an older brother, and he has never... even when he ever asked for that? Even when we're taking uh, a bite of the same piece of Christmas goose, he has never looked me in the eye and said, how's your dick? You ever kissed though? Ever, ever. <laughs> me and my older brother? Yeah, be honest. Um... Uh, yeah, my first kiss, you know, I sent your my first I, kiss was I your sent brother. My, I sent my parents out to, uh, get me some, uh, give me some binder paper. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta leave me alone with my brother, guys. <laughs> Were you also well. wearing mango lip balm? <laughs> I was and not. And was it just so-so? It was not, yeah, you know, it wasn't great. You shouldn't kiss your brother, everybody. The great Jason Biggs once said, first kisses aren't good. They're just meant to get to second and third kisses. Ooh, Jason Biggs, the person, or did you say that in a movie? Was that like no, a character? No, the person in a Seventeen magazine from circa ninety-eight. Ah, uh, Jason Biggs is really helping uh, usher uh, yeah. people into adolescence. Yeah, puberty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move back over to Andre the Giant for a moment. Uh, if you're just okay, joining yeah. us, this is uh, famous dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guest today. Hey guys. Our nineteenth-century uh, English writer and social critic Charles Darwin. Happy New. Yeah. And Charles Darwin, Charles can you believe it? Can you believe it? Wow. And uh, French professional wrestler and actor Andre the Giant. Hey, Gerald, I was having a great time on the pod. I am. Uh, I'm so glad that you are here. I love it. Uh, so, among other size-related records that you hold, uh-huh. uh, you were once listed as the greatest drunk on earth for once consuming Thank 119 you. beers. In six hours. I'm, I'm just uh, reading facts. These aren't complicated. Nobody's beating it. Nobody's beating it. 119 beers in six hours. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah, isn't that great? And <laughs> it was all delicious Milwaukee's best. <gasps> delicious Milwaukee's best premium lager. The beast. The best. The best. The you... best lager under the sun. I recommend the beast for weddings, parties, events of any kind. Are that you is... sad about the brewers? <laughs> I think about it every day, to tell you the yeah, truth. Not, and I think about it a lot. They're not going to the show. Now when, They're not going to the big dance. You're right. When you drank these 119 beers in six hours, uh-huh. I have to imagine that you were not trying to set a record. Because it seems like a silly thing to do to be like, I'm going to drink the most beers that anyone's ever drank uh-huh, in six yeah. hours. No, I did it was a joke, Jared. It was a joke. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun for me, yeah. Can you um, set the scene for us? Like, how sure, was that a yeah. joke? I'm just curious. Sure, yeah. So I was, you know, I was at the Laugh Factory, you know. And, so you were at the Laugh and Factory. I was, and I was on stage, and I was doing, you know, a tight 20 on, uh, <laughs> you know, what Hulk Hogan looks like naked in the locker rooms. Oh, I'm, sure, and, I'm sure that's uh, and, and yeah, that usually on that kills bone. around them. Because everyone in the country knows Hulk Hogan, so that yes. usually kills wherever I go, you know. So. Of course. So I was doing 20 on Hulk Hogan's cock and, and, and ass. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and someone goes, and someone in the crowd, this is maniac in the in the in the crowd starts heckling me and i'm like i'm like what's the st- what's going on you know because and usually the hulk hogan stuff is cooking along like it does like it's usually i never have to like prepare myself to do any crowd work or anything like that so mm-hmm. yeah so um so then uh you know i uh i chuck my beer at him from uh from the stage <gasps> oh whatever, and, and, and it hits me and they and they bring me another a beer right mm-hmm. so i drink that throw it at the guy again <laughs> Oh my god! And, the, and then and, and then the crowd starts going another one, another one, another one. So I'm going bang, and I I, I end up uh, you know killing this guy with with beer cans, you know, because but and so and people were laughing along, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone everyone else here, like, you don't just stop the bit, like you keep, you know, if it's going, you know, you yeah, want to heighten, yeah. you know, exactly. Um, uh, so I uh, so I ended up going uh, about 100, 190 Milwaukee's Beast beers. 190. They're, they're, they're at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I had it on the on the Wikipedia. Yeah. 119, but I believe uh, you say it was 190 instead. Yeah, believe me. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm fresh in blood, and I'm right here in front of you. Sharon. Wow. So they just keep on handing you Milwaukee's best. Yeah, I cleaned lager. them out. I cleaned them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm How many beers have you drank in your life, Jared? Do you think oh. you've drank over 190 in your life? Definitely, definitely not in one sitting. But I've definitely uh-huh. had a couple of hundred beers in my How life. How many? I have you had Chinese food more than you've had beers? <laughs> I think I've probably had more beers. Everyone's had I've, more Chinese food than beer. No, I think I've had more beers than Chinese food. And here's why I think that is because cool. I often have beer with my Chinese food, oh. but I I regularly just have beer by itself. Oh, fascinating. And so just statistically, <laughs> you would have to imagine that That's I would so have interesting, more dude. beers than Chinese food. Well, I guess I've never see, heard that take before. <laughs> I wish I had my journal. Oh, that's really nuts. Oh my God. And the sarcasm here. And it'll is, never be beaten. And my, and, my, and, my, and my record will never be beaten, Jared. Not by you. I don't care how many times you go have Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? no, I don't think so. Um, but you uh, you had a habit of getting like crazy drunk all I the love, time. Yeah, I needed it. Yeah, I needed it. Yeah. And you used to pass yeah. out, and, uh-huh. and you would sometimes trap people under your giant body when you would pass out. Uh-huh. Well, oh. you know, whoopsies. You know, I mean, mm. yeah, of course. But they knew that going in. I made everyone sign squish waivers whenever they met me. Squish waivers. Yeah, most people do NDAs. I do squish waivers because you know if you're gonna party with me, and you know, I'm all, I'm usually at you know forty forty club most nights or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> and I when you come in, yeah, you do have to sign a squish waiver that uh, you might get squished. You might. Get Squished. Because, you know, but pe- people take that as a dare. You know, people think that's fun. <laughs> it's the sort of the same stuff as talking about beating up people on the street. You know, mm-hmm. people are like, I'm not going to get squished, but yeah, I've squished. I've squished a lot. Oh, I'm sure that some people that got four squished. Figures. Four figures. We're talking, you know, we're talking like 9,000 people I've, I've squished over the years. What right? do you mean four fingers? Four, four figures. Oh, four figures. figures. Sorry, it's just four that figures, accent was yeah. a little thick. That's uh, incredible. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. some people... You ever squished? You ever squished? Have yeah. I ever squished anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Come on, a, be honest. I'm a pretty petite person. I don't think I've ever squished anybody. Uh-huh, yeah. Even if I passed One or out. two people then? No, I don't think so. It would I be squished. Be, yeah, you've squished. Yeah. squished. Charles Dickens, you've squished? Yes, I you've have. You've squished people, Charles Dickens. Well, yes. I've squished... Uh Oh, oh, that... uh Like a sm- the small boy... The small boy with the crutch in my movie. Uh, you were talking about uh, Tiny Tim yes. from uh, Christmas Carol. I'm the reason he's that, he... that way. <laughs> I squished him. Sorry, so you're saying that the inspiration for the character of Tiny Tim is an orphan boy that you actually squished and therefore threw into a pair of crutches. Yes. That is an unbelievable revelation about one of your finest works. Great. Well, I did read that um, <laughs> that when you were writing A Christmas Carol, yes. that it was one of your most emotional moments of writing that you would often cry and then laugh and then cry again while you were writing right. A Christmas Carol. Is that because you were uh, uh, mournful and full of regret about having crippled this <laughs> this young orphan boy? Uh, y- yes, and... Um... <laughs> um in general... The Christmas season is just so up and down, sideways, forward. It's an emotional minefield. It Uh really is. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really a nightmare holiday. I mean, all those personalities, it's what a therapist might say, a little crowded. Mm, I see. Yeah. But you always, in this entire interview, you've seemed very pro-Christmas, just based on the number of times you've said, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, ho, ho, ho. That's me, that's child me revisiting the trauma to try and make him in. Oh, so this is part of your therapy then. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. And that, you know, I think it's a very healthy, uh, healthy way of going about it. Thank you. I encourage this behavior, Charles Dickens. Okay. Now, did you have any um, particular uh, holiday, um, uh, you know, what do you call it, traditions, Andre the Giant? Like, were you oh, yeah. were you big on Christmas, New Year's, Halloween, anything like that? We rolled down the hill, Jared. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, what? We'd roll down the hill. <laughs> Who would roll down the hill? Me and the rest of my family. You we'd guys roll, would all roll We'd together. roll down the hill. For Christmas? Yeah. Oh, was yeah, it like a... the French Alps. We all climb up to the top of the French <gasps> Alps. And we rolled down the French Alps, guys. Are you kidding me? Last one down has to bite a goose. Oh, I didn't realize that that was part of the, yeah. part of the French tradition. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. Did you, Jared? Do you have any Christmas any Christmas traditions? You ever rolled down the hill? It was pretty. Uh, I never rolled down the hill for Christmas, but we had a pretty traditional Christmas. We we were the house on the block that everyone would go see the decorations because we went like all for decorations. Wow. Yeah. Did anyone ever, in anger during the dinner, 
flip over the table and all the food went flying. That never happened. Did like that happen Kevin to you? Spacey. In, in what movie? In American Beauty. That's where right. he picked up the plate and smashed oh, it. That's right. That's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I once Dickens heard... Hates American Beauty. I do. I once heard that... I mean, Annette Bening... Mm-hmm. She's uh-huh. perfect in everything. But I heard uh-huh. Spielberg cried after he saw a screening, and I just think, of course he did. <laughs> anyway. You're throwing uh-huh. so much shade here today, Charles Dickens. Uh, let me ask oh, you this, uh, Mr. Dickens. Problematic movie. As part of your campaign against poverty, uh-huh. uh, you oh, founded a home for, quote, the redemption of fallen women of the working class. Yes. Uh, you called it uh, Urania Cottage. And uh, you were heavily involved. You set the house rules. You reviewed the accounts. You interviewed prospective residents. Can you tell us more about this uh, this home and what sort of women you you wanted to get there? What was the program like? What were you hoping to accomplish with these um, uh, fallen women of the working class? Well, I wanted them to know that there was more beyond baking bread and making cranberry sauce. This is what the working class, the, the fallen women were just baking bread and making cranberry sauce. At best. Mm-hmm. And at worst, you know, uh... Shirt waist making, and <laughs> I think. I mean, it gets a lot darker than that. I, was yes, that was and, that all that you were letting in? Were just like these I'm, factory workers and cooks? And of course, ladies who were forced into prostitution. Now there we go. And ladies who were forced into being nuns. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, then the they two could sides come, of the same coin. There. They could come here and do things like tennis class. Oh. Tap class. Hmm. Or, uh, 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 palmistry. I'm sorry, what? Palmistry. palmistry like reading palmistry. palms. Yes. Interesting. And what were you hoping that these skills would, like, help these women develop? Well, it would help them unlock that they, maybe they want to be, maybe they want to be a tennis player or a palm reader. <laughs> okay. Did you find that this was, like, a uh, a positive uh, in society? Like, did you feel like after establishing this house that maybe you made the world a little bit of a better place? Yes. There's nothing better than teaching a young lady that she can go off and do things by herself. Mm, yeah, and empowering a young class of working class women. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the biggest thing at graduation day from the house, mm-hmm. I would buy everyone, every lady a ticket to go anywhere in the world for a whole week by themselves. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Seattle. <laughs> Chicago. Some other places. London. <laughs> London, of course. My favorite city. Mm-hmm. Um, Tunisia. Wow. 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 Incredible. I'm yeah. sure that those women really found themselves on those trips. Mm-hmm. That's Milwaukee. Incredible. Milwaukee, where they make this the best beer. Uh, yes, they do, Jared. We are Milwaukee's beast. Running out of time, unfortunately. Oh. Well, uh, come on. Well, hey, you know, the quicker to end, quicker to Benihana. The guys. quicker we, we get to Benihana. Hell get yeah! To, but before we go, I have one last question for Andre the Giant. All uh, right. So you know, uh, many people know you and love you for your role Thank as you. Fezzik in The Princess Bride. <gasps> oh yeah. Uh, but you had other roles in film and television. Uh-huh. I read that you played a. A Sasquatch uh-huh. on the six million dollar man. Do you remember that? Uh huh. Yeah, of course I remember it. Do you remember yeah. the plot? I had to audition for that. The you audition? Auditioned? Oh yeah. Can you fucking believe that? I had to audition for that. They came to me and they were like, "Oh, wow. we're, we're, it was one of these things where it's like, you know, we're we're writing something with you in mind." And mm-hmm. then I go, "Oh, fantastic! Let's do. Yeah, I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 available." And they go, "Well, your audition time is at twelve thirty on Thursday." And I go. What the fuck you talking I about? Your what the fuck you talking about audition? Your offer only? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. It's so admirable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you know, and like, you know, I saw a bunch of people in the audition room, and I'm like, you might catch this guy as a Sasquatch. It was mm-hmm. insane. What, what were they like? Do they all obviously Tom nobody? Hanks. Nobody looks like you, but there's Tom was a, Goddamn Hanks. Tom Hanks was there. Yeah. Wow. And he's not. He's not very big at all. No. He's no really one's gonna buy Tom person. Hanks as a Sasquatch. It's gonna be me. You know what? They probably brought him in just to uh, just to take down the price for you. You know what I mean? How does that work? You know, Ooh. what they do is even if they have someone that they like, they're like, obviously, we're going to uh-huh. go for Andre the Giant for Sasquatch. But uh, what we uh-huh. do is we bring in Tom Hanks and we go, listen, you were great. We got Tom Hanks also. You know, would you accept the would role for this amount this? of money? Uh-huh, and yeah. then you don't think that you, you mistakenly <laughs> wow, think that like, oh, they have other options here. I should just take this offer. Oh, man, that's nuts because I did it for beer. <laughs> you just did it for beer. I fucking did it for beer. That's mm-hmm. so nuts. But yeah. I did it. I did do it with with uh, with the million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the plot yeah. of that? Like, so Steve sure, Rogers, yeah. the million dollar man, has to go. So a million like... dollar man wanted to buy all the swamps on the planet. Okay. Right? That was it. Yeah. And so it was up to me. 
uh, no, Swamp six, Thing six million dollar man on Christmas <laughs> on Christmas <laughs> and somebody oh. needed to bring Christmas back to the swamp yes. and it was up to me and Swamp Thing to bring down the evil million dollar oh. man to, wow. to bring back the swamp back to sort of Fern Gully but I gotta say I think you're I think you're confusing this with a different show because we're talking about the six no, million dollar man no, and playing no. Sasquatch you're yeah. you're talking about being in a swamp playing Swamp Thing and, and no, for the me million and dollar swamp man. Thing. It was and me and oh, I there's see. the big uh. cranberry sauce scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, so you're familiar with this episode. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, unfortunately, I'd love to talk more about that episode, but that is all the time that we have for this week's what? episode of uh, Famous Dead People. I'd, I'd like to thank my guests, Andre the Giant and Charles Dickens. Well, thanks for having me, Jerry. Uh, this is really great. Was sure. this a good episode? This is a great episode. <laughs> I have one final question the for you both. Episode. The one Can you believe it? Maybe. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. Uh, but do Another you, hundred, Jared. Do either of you have anything that you uh, want to tell people about, like any comedy shows or anything that you want to uh, tell people about? Charles Dickens, any anything in particular? Yes. Uh, follow at the Rebecca Robles Show. Oh, it's a lovely late night extravaganza. And uh, follow on Instagram and and then on YouTube, the Rebecca Robles Show. New eps coming soon, especially a Halloween episode. Ooh. Sounds great. And uh, onto the giant. Go ahead and go online and Google John Trowbridge, J O H N T R O W Bridge, like bridge. Yes. And just you know, go ahead and follow him on everything. He posts uh, tastefully nude photos of himself on Instagram <gasps> that are pretty fun, Ooh. pretty good stuff. Let's just start stuff you like, you know. Um, <laughs> and also, if you're uh, if you're in um, you know New York uh, this week, go to. Go ahead and go to Union Hall uh, Friday at 7.30 to see Riverdale Live uh, Halloween Squirtacular. If you're a big fan of the Riverdale show, uh, he's going to go up with his friend Sophie Santos, and they're going to do scenes of all the characters from Riverdale having sex on Halloween, guys. Pretty Sounds wild. Sounds wonderful. Oh, Jesus, God. Charles Dickens. Tiny Tim. I am uh, Jarrett Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at JarrettBerenstein.com. Buy my book, The Killing Conway Technique. Yes. Rate and review the podcast version of Famous Dead People. Uh, hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous Dead Goodbye. People, famous Dead